You're listening to Fix Me a Drink, a Flaviar podcast. Welcome to a, another edition of Fix Me a Drink. I'm Noah Rothbaum, Flaviar's head of cocktails and spirits. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host David Wondrich. How are you, Dave? I'm doing just fine. Yourself? I am very well today. We have a very special episode. Jack McGarry from the Dead Rabbit in New York. Can I chat with us? I can't believe it's been a decade. Ten years of the Dead Rabbit and years in the making before that. You know, Absolutely. Jack is one of the most deliberate and uh, thoughtful people in the business. Just a, a great uh, operator, planner, and a spectacularly talented bartender. So always a pleasure to talk to him. They're playing 10 days of festivities kicking off on February 3rd in New York. The Dead Rabbit's also expanding. So Jack will walk us through some of their expansion plans uh, in other cities. We'll get Jack on the line now. Welcome, Jack. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Jack. Thank you very much for having me. I can't believe that it has been a decade since the dead rabbit opened. I feel like I was literally just waiting to go in for the first time. I remember my first extremely anticipated look at this cheeky little newcomer of a, of a cocktail bar <laughs> and just being blown away at the execution of, you know, that was a concept that we had talked about quite a bit before it opened. It was so impressive. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Ten, ten years, it's been Quite the roller coaster. I actually remember doing that walking tour with you probably this time ten years ago with my uh, with my mum when we did the uh, the bar wasn't even finished yet and we all came back and you made punch and Dale made Irish coffee downstairs. It's it's crazy those types of like we've had ten years of those those incredible moments. I, I can think of so many great times I had at the Rabbit and uh, upstairs and downstairs and uh, what a fixture it's become. In the New York scene, not just, you know, the New York cocktail scene, but just as part of the city. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a place. It's the refuge downtown. It's, it's the place you know you can go, which is always such a great thing to have. I think part of the reason why it feels longer than 10 years is also I've been hearing about it for years and, you know, beforehand. <laughs> and, and I have to say, like, I'm a little jealous of Dave, because he actually got to visit you at the Merchant Hotel where you ran the bar before in, in Belfast, obviously, and, and Gary Regan and Dale and all those people telling me about the Merchant and how I had to go there and like, it was incredible. And, you know, Jack was going to come over and like, you know, I was like, there was a lot of buildup. And, and at the time, there oh, yeah. wasn't a lot of, I mean, there were bars, obviously, in New York, but like, it was still big news, like, you know, with, with folks like Gary and Dale and Dave talking about you know the the coming of the dead rabbit so like when it opened there was a lot of build-up and anticipation <laughs> yeah yeah it's my uh former business partner sean he he was uh he obviously created the the connoisseurs club the product the likes of dave over and it was an incredible then those nights were incredible and then the publicity that he sort of garnered before we opened it was absolutely insane to, to be honest with you but uh it's just great crazy I, I just sit here can't believe it's 10 years you know it feels like it was just yesterday we, we started i was just thinking back 10 years obviously hurricane sandy had happened right in yeah. october right and it i remember what downtown looked like giant fans trying to you know uh, blow all the water away in the you know, from the hotels in the fall and and then you opened, you know, just a few months 
later, which I mean, now looking back, seems incredible to me that you could have even opened like Sandy was uh, what, October 30th or 31st. I remember it was yeah. Halloween or the day before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of unbelievable to me that you were able to open just a couple of months afterward. The Dead Rabbit, for those who haven't been there, is right at the tip of Manhattan, the southern tip. It's one of those uh, streets where for years Manhattan like I guess what in the 17, 1800s would continue to grow slightly. It was originally it was it was the seaport. It was on right. the water. And now it's a, a block or two and obviously just a few uh buildings down from Francis Tavern, one of the oldest buildings and establishments in New York. So uh mm-hmm. I think George Washington, what pair of his uh false teeth live there or they used to live there. I remember seeing them <laughs> as a kid and being completely um astonished and slightly disgusted by them but um <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that is down the block i always think of that whenever i go to the dead rabbit you know it's been quite a decade i have to say you know with all types of as you said ups and downs and dramatic events you guys certainly built the foundation to have it open for a decade it's this was not one of those bars that uh, a space came open and you said hey let's build let's open a bar what the hell yeah uh, i mean i went and uh Saw uh, you guys at the Merchants with Gaz Regan. That must have been around like 2007 or 2008. And you were already planning like to open a bar in in New York and to make it like really something special. And uh, there was a lot of good logistical preparation to, to, to make the bar special. And that that I always appreciate. Yeah, well, the research both on Sean and myself, and I mean, obviously you would know, Dave, because I blew up your inbox on the regular. Our our research was meticulous. So, and obviously the bar has evolved since we've opened, but we came here with a very, like, this is what we're going to do. Thankfully, we were embraced and and we've learned our lessons and we've had our setbacks and we've we've, we've went through all of that and we've come out at the other end of it very much here and very much a New Yorker and, and proud to be part of the community here. It was how many years ago that you did the expansion for the, the tap room? We opened that in 2019. Um, so obviously when we won the uh, when we won the award in Wars 50, the bar just became unmanageable. I mean, it was already tight space-wise, um, which obviously you too would be aware more than most. And uh, when when that traffic, that traffic got doubled, essentially, and it was just an our 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 product suffered tremendously. So we we realized we had to we we just had to do it. Like the kitchen was a was a shoebox. Just all the systems were were crashing down around us. So we we had to invest in the customer experience and and in the team. And and that's the reason why we had we just had to get bigger. It wasn't getting bigger for the sake of let's grab more revenue or grab more profit. It was get bigger because the experience was just suffering. And you also had to build a much bigger trophy case. I think at that point there was no more room for all the plates <laughs> yeah, and the metals. And the, fitting. I mean, at the same time, the explosion of so many Irish distilleries and whiskey yes, distilleries. Yeah. And I mean, when you opened, it seemed like you had a very, very large selection of Irish whiskey. But now it could probably be three times the size, given just how many or four times. Yeah, when we size. when we opened and and when uh, Dave and Gaz and and Dale were coming over to Ireland. There was three distilleries at that point. You had Bushmills in the north, Middleton and uh, Cooley in the in the south. If you count Kilbegan, Kilbegan is a very very small site, so I wouldn't really qualify that as a fourth. But yeah, it had a tiny little pot cell, and that was it. 
Yeah, and then uh, as of last count, like we did a, uh, an Irish whiskey class last night. I think there's 44, 45 that are that are either distilling or very, very close to it. You know, like I did a tour of distilleries when we opened the bar because we opened and people came to us asking us about Irish whiskey and and we mm. didn't know about it, so we actually <laughs> obviously had to learn. It. But, uh, well, it's kind of hard to keep up. If it's changing every every six weeks. You I know? know, but that but that tour in twenty thirteen was three days, and we did the three distilleries in three days. Or, or clearly, we just done a drive by past uh, Kilbegan. But not but the, the book that we wrote a couple of years ago took us two and a half months. And if you had to do it now, you'd have to take much longer than that now. You know, it's just crazy the growth in the category since the bars opened between the expansion and just different ideas with the menu like you know almost like different chapters in the in the mm-hmm. dead rabbit you know and yeah. i feel like whatever we are with the pandemic we are now entering a new chapter of like yeah. the dead rabbit with uh and are or do you have plans to change up like the drink menu or the food menu or the experience i mean i think we've been pretty focal in terms of obviously me and my business partner separated during the pandemic and there was reasons on that for 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 both sides i personally wasn't a big lover of the graphic direction and so, like there was a, and the merchandise a, a lot of it i felt brought us into like too much of a tourist area and it's sort of like we opened dead rabbit to bring the art the, the thing for for me was always the, the modernizing the irish pub because he came to i came to america and i went to my first st patrick's day and i went to those irish pubs those so-called irish pubs in in times square and, and and even in the financial district and it's big screens it's a it's it's a it's a flag out front it's it's a somebody with an accent behind the bar but there, it was very synthetic to me it wasn't it it's was like sports bars yes you know? yeah a hundred percent so our goal was always to show that an Irish pub is not synonymous with a, a, a terrible experience or picklebacks or or nonsense, you know, where there's much more to Ireland. So that was what I always saw at the Dead Rabbit as. I always seen the Dead Rabbit as representing the, 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 the truest version of Ireland as it is at that moment and being authentic. And I think we went in a, a direction that took us away from that. Um, and I very much wanted to take us back to where we were when we first opened. Sure, my love of Ireland, it's not, again, it's not getting big for the sake of getting big. It's, I, I want to share our love of Ireland and, and go to New Orleans and challenge the, the Irish misconceptions there and, and go to Austin and go to wherever else we, we, uh, we end up eventually landing. And it was just, we, Sean and myself just grew in different directions in terms of like the way I wanted to run the company. There's a, there's a bunch of small things, but it ended up going, in, in a nice way, um, he is. He was obviously tired of New York, um, and he wanted to get to Charleston. And he's got a when me as an opportunity there with Jillian and his bar down there is going to be awesome. Like uh, all the plans look look incredible, and I can't wait to experience it as a customer. And and we still talk and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely in a different chapter. We've changed, like we've phased out all of the the merchandise from the from the bar. The rabbit character's gone. We, we we've we've made sure everything is like coherent in terms of 21st century Irish pub and 21st century Ireland. So we're partnering with uh, artists and and uh, and musicians and like everything. When you come into Dead Rabbit now, is we it's from a photographer or a illustrator or a uh, a paint a craft person back home. You know, we're part of like every single piece is authentic and and it's the same with the music. When you come into the bar or when you go into most Irish bars, you'll hear. Dropkick Murphys or U2 or something like that. The the music scene in Ireland right now, the the like the 
African immigrants moving into Dublin, they have created a whole R and B scene, and they're all dub like they're, it's they're 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 doing that type of stuff. There's singer songwriters. There's there's new interpretations of of traditional Irish music. You know, it's that type of Ireland that I want to celebrate. So it's still Dead Rabbit at its core, but it's it's just a much like it's a it's a relevance. It's telling the story that's happening in Ireland right now, and that's what I'm incredibly excited about. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a noble purpose for sure. You yeah. know, I mean, but, but when you go to Ireland, that's, that's what you see. You're right. You yeah. know, you see a vibrant modern country, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, it's not all a, a bunch of leprechaun porn. Yeah. Yeah. And I, listen, I couldn't have said it any better myself and I'm definitely going to steal it, but uh, that's what, it, that's, that's what people like or when I go to my wife's family, they have a house in the Jersey shore. And the guy mm -hmm. right beside us has a has a, a picture of uh, Notre Dame and the fighting Irish oh, and the geez. leprechaun and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is not real. Do you know, I don't know where yeah. this came from, but it's not real. It's time to put a lot of that stuff to rest, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Irish history in New York is so much more complicated than that also. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so much more diverse than that. It, it goes so, so far beyond the stereotypes. And you've got uh, peoples of, of, of every part of society you know with irish ancestry and etc it's not it's not just a bunch of uh like like the fighting irish guy that that is yeah. that, is, that is low yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and you you walk around cork and you you know say which is a city i particularly love Cork's because awesome. it's got a little bit of the sort of the more it's a little more traditional than dublin yeah. but uh, at the same time you know cork has uh, a thriving theater scene it's got opera it's got you know it's got all kinds of stuff it's nice to see that validated and and yeah. and, and 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 brought in well you you had uh, alluded to uh new orleans and and austin and i think it's one of the more exciting uh developments recently in the cocktail world is that the dead rabbit is going to expand out of new york right i know you had done a lot of pop-ups around the world i remember running into the rabbit team at a hotel in Dublin, which was kind of funny to come down and to the hotel bar and be served like the rabbit. <laughs> it felt like home. It felt very good. Um, but you will be, I guess the first new location will be down in uh, New Orleans, right? So it's actually, New Orleans is going to be three, number three. Number three, um, okay. Austin, Austin's get, going to be ready. I We're anticipating that Austin's going to be ready. I always... Um, I remember telling Dave that uh, saying that Dave when we came to New York, we'd have a bar open in six months, and uh, obviously it, with yeah. uh, experience, it, it, it doesn't I'm, quite work like that. No, so uh, I'm very apprehensive about telling people right. anything to do with openings until like we're about to turn the lights on. But I imagine, based on everything that we're talking about now, it looks like this it will be summer of Aust in, in Austin, and uh, New Orleans will be ready for December, January. Uh, because the building that we have in, in New Orleans, it requires uh, both the buildings are historic buildings. The one in Austin is in very good shape. The one in New Orleans needs a lot of TLC. It's it's been it's been neglected for a long time. So uh, we have to, like almost every building there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's because the big for the big families buy all that real estate and they just sit on it, um, which is sad, you know. But we're we're, we're the building. The the uh, Austin or the New Orleans building is going to be it's going to be very new. It's we're we're respecting the heritage of New Orleans and just infusing it with 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 what we do at Dead Rabbit, and we're doing the same in Austin. Like when we grow, it's not going to be. I I I hate 
chainification or I, I hate anything that's going to be not authentic and, and not done with integrity. Mm-hmm. So we're not, it's not going to be like Applebee's and we're just, here's a box and we're going to throw it everywhere. Um, we're, we're really sensitive to making sure that we're paying respect to the, the communities that we're operating in and then the, the taste there. So it's, it's exciting because you're essentially creating a slightly different version of Dead Rabbit in each, in each place. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. Will they be called Dead Rabbit or will they have a different... Yeah, they'll be called Dead Rabbit. So what happened during the pandemic, we closed the parlor because the parlor obviously was large. The, the overhead associated with the parlor, the parlor has never mm-hmm. made real, like it never makes money, essentially. The cocktail bars, being a standalone cocktail bar, I don't need to tell tell either of you it's not a uh, lucrative business so it's extremely challenging but it's like we, we're passionate about that but the part when, when when the pandemic happened and was it 50 percent or 75 percent 50 percent occupancy restrictions it's just not viable to run a, a high-end cocktail bar in that type of environment so we ended up what we did during the pandemic was essentially run the top room model throughout the the, the space and what we done then was because the tap room, we never thought when we opened the tap room that it would do cocktails aside from punches like Dave punches and, and, and Dale's Irish coffee. But when the bar opened, the bar told us something different. It was like people wanted cocktails no matter where they were. Um, and particularly during the pandemic, we use that as an opportunity to say, right, we're not doing the cocktails upstairs, but how can we take that level, but make it accessible quick and, and and all of that type of stuff. So we invested a lot of money into your glassware and systems and 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 all of that. And and the cocktails in the tap room now are 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 excellent. So that came through the pandemic. And obviously we've reopened the parlor as the parlor. But when we grow, we're opening the tap room. You know, so we're we're opening, focusing very. We're being very focused on what we call our facts. So the food at Dead Rabbit, which is always a surprise to people, the authenticity of the experience. Obviously, our cocktails and then the trifecta of Guinness, Irish whiskey, and Irish coffee. They're the big things that we're focusing on because um, that's what I believe people come to Dead Rabbit for. I kind of think my favorite thing in the world is a is a pub that also has a few good cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, hundred percent. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, yeah. I like the lively pub atmosphere. And uh, but then again, I'm not going out on dates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for for something like the the the, the parlor. It was I can I can't imagine a better place to take a date. Yeah, but uh, for just meeting some friends and stuff, the pub is so pleasant downstairs, you know. And uh, it's nice to have for for me. I like that fusion. Yeah, uh, where where you can get a cocktail, but you can also have a pint, and uh, that's that's a fine thing. The parlor will only be in New York. The parlor to me is what makes New York New York, and it's very difficult to scale that model. It's it's inherently inefficient and and all of that type of stuff. But downstairs, what the things that we're really focused on and passionate about, I think we can do that to a very high level. That's really what we're, we're trying to do. It's what keeps me up at night and worrying sick about it. But uh, I think we've got a great, a great opportunity to, like I look at Dead Rabbit essentially as ambassadors of Ireland. Like the Dead Rabbit gang was created to advance the interests of Ireland and stuff like that. I view our job as the same thing and and, uh, and doing that in, in, in New Orleans and Austin and wherever we choose to, to go. So it's, it's extremely exciting and, and nerve wracking, but uh, it's I'm, 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 we're ready to give it a good crack because I know other bars have scaled into different markets and like employees only and, and not and they've had their difficulties. So it's it's something that I've been thinking about extensively now, pretty much for the past two to three years. Well, I think that your formula might also be a little bit more relatable in different markets. I mean, especially. Yeah. Arguably the best pint of Guinness in, in New York, right? Is it the Dead Rabbit or or perhaps 
at Swift, right? It's uh, neck and yeah. neck in my book, right? But but it's a huge difference, right? And it's the type of thing mm-hmm. where most people, when they go to Ireland, they always talk about the quality of the Guinness. But yeah. I would argue that most Americans have never really had a properly poured pint of Guinness, right? And, yeah. like, and, and they like it. I mean, even, even not properly poured, it sounds like a small thing, but mm-hmm. the difference is huge, right? So, yeah. you know, in, in some of these other markets, people actually get to experience quality pint of Guinness, delicious Irish whiskey, delicious Irish coffee, which again, I think we've been spoiled in New York because- Yeah, and we know where we could go for a great Irish coffee. <laughs> right, <laughs> where, where most people still in the rest of the country are like, uh, you really, you, you guys drink Irish coffee? Like what, like what's wrong <laughs> with you? Like, I have no idea how good that drink can be. Right, I know, it, that's, I know, that's you know? and I think it's just gonna blow people's mind. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, we were, you know, uh, it's sort of like a recent episode we did with Dale DeGroff about his eggnog. And I think again, it's a similar thing. Most people have never had real eggnog. And most people in America and Ireland for that matter have never really had delicious Irish coffee, right? That's yeah, made 100%. with- I remember a few years ago, you and I spent a, a good amount of time talking about like, you know, how you make your Irish coffee. And and obviously one of the big epiphanies is use good coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. use good, right? most <laughs> bars or diners or wherever you get Irish coffee, like, you know, it's some terrible pot of coffee that's been, you know, sitting out for four, six, eight hours, right? And it's just terrible. And it's like, no, it's like you broke it down and we're like, each element needs to be delicious on its own. And like, like, I mean, it's, it's so obvious, but nobody does that. So yeah, you have to, you have to use a good whiskey. It's got to have some flavor to it. Warm the glass. I know Dave, that's your favorite trick. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, use delicious whipped cream. Don't use too much whiskey. I mean, that's also (laughs) the other thing where people think they, you know, the star of the show is still the coffee, right? Most people put like four ounces of whiskey and a little bit of coffee. And it's like, no, it's reverse like that's that's the secret of the drink and maybe a little bit of brown sugar syrup right that's uh which you know sort of brings it all together but i'm excited for other markets their minds to be blown by like properly poured guinness like delicious irish coffee what you do is so different than most irish bars that like you know i've, I've talked to people and they're like wait the dead rabbit's an irish bar it's like yeah, it's just yeah. there's there's no four leaf clovers, there's no leprechauns, yeah. there's none of like yeah. the 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 nonsense that we associate with. Yeah, like, it's rich ours. reality over myth. Exactly. Yeah. Personally, I'm very excited for you guys to open these markets, and and in New Orleans, the building is it's right near the courthouse, right? It's right in the French it's, Quarter. Yeah, it's right beside it. It's on a uh, Conti Street, so we're in the same block essentially as a lot of the iconic spots brandon's is in and and one of the yeah. streets just in front of the courthouse and then you've obviously napoleon house um mm. you know so you're you're right there where a lot of the iconic uh new orleanians place, places yeah. are and we're, we're i'm just new orleans as a city has given so much to 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 us and and to me personally like the only reason i got into this country um was because of sales of the cocktail it was a major seal of approval on our uh visa documents we've obviously i haven't been there as much as uh as much as youtube probably but i've been there north of 15 20 times plenty. for yeah for, <laughs> ta- for, for, for uh for tales and and obviously we're going down all the time with the with the the build out so i feel like we've uh I, we want to we want to give back to to new orleans and and it's also a big part of what we're doing now as a company in terms of giving back we've we've obviously been benefited from a lot of great things with dead rabbit um but it's 
the big focus of, of me personally is making sure that we're giving back to the communities that we operate in. Um, we're, we're a good community member and, uh, and that obviously transcends into giving back to the local artists in Ireland and, and doing just giving back and helping people up. Um, cause we got that opportunity when we started out and I'm keen to pay it, to pay that, pay that back or, or pay it forward is if, if that's what everybody's saying now. So it's, it's an exciting time. Well, it's also, I, I think people at, at first blush, like might not get the Irish connection in New Orleans, but people in New Orleans don't usually talk about all the Irish immigrants who came, right? And the Irish Channel and the Brennan family, you know, uh, you know, now obviously, you know, they own, I, I mean, once Ralph Brennan gave me a family tree with all of the different restaurants that he and his cousins and relatives own. And yeah. obviously you have T and Lolly who run Commander's Palace and then Ralph and Dickie and there are so many of the most famous and iconic restaurants in New Orleans, or the Brennan's obviously proud Irish American family. And it's you just know, they also they set a, a really good example of like competent management and yeah. and things like that. It's a great uh, model to follow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you can. yeah, 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 absolutely. Although uh, Owen Brennan, who uh, who who founded the uh, the the dynasty, when he got the uh, the old Absinthe House. He used to stand on the street with a glass of champagne in his hand, eating a hot dog from the hot dog cart. <laughs> and that, I always think of that as like that's yeah. kind of the perfect way to do this business, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm I'm not too fancy to eat, you know to eat a hot dog, but if I do it, I'm going to have a glass of champagne. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep to you know to to my standards as well. I love that. Well, yeah, I mean, I we uh, we can't wait uh, for the for the opening. I guess in Austin, will the will the new spot be like near Sixth Street or, or? Yeah, so we're at the start of. I guess Austin is calling it, and, and the two markets that we've picked. Obviously, one of our big criteria is that the Irish story is is alive and well. Um, there's some reference points um, that we can look at. We can go in, and Austin has got it's one of the only cities outside of the likes of uh, New York and. And uh, D, what Washington D.C. that has a consulate there, and the yeah, Irish okay. presence is very pronounced in the city. So we're very excited there. But the Sixth Six Street is for the like for you, I think for both of you have been there. It's it's a it's a bit like Bourbon Street um, yeah. at the moment in terms of the quality of the spots. So the city has taken an active role now, and with with developers and stuff like that to clean it up. Our location is at a bar that was an Irish pub for 20 years called BD Riley's. And it's at the very top of 6th Street, right beside the Driscoll Hotel, which has also been brought over to be, it's it's going to be, it's one of the oldest hotels in Texas and it's going to get a, a lot of love. So It needs it, but it's a great hotel. Oh, it's stunning. It's stunning, yeah. Um, but definitely, it definitely, do, it definitely does need it, you're right. The bar room with all the uh, the guns as fixtures is, is yeah. quite something. It's very Texas. <laughs> Very Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's very Texas. I was actually at a wedding there last week and uh, on New Year's Eve, and the 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 bride and groom were doing their vows, and it was in the middle of this like ranch, and in the back there was obviously somebody out hunting something. And in the back, you heard a a, a rifle go like an automatic weapon, oh, weapon go off. So I just sat there shaking my head and I'm like Texas. But, yeah, Texas. Uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> so they're a lot lot of their lot of their themselves. But yeah, we're right. We're we're on Sixth Street. Right at the top of it, um, so we're at the we're at the outer perimeter of it, where there it starts to get nice. But yeah. there's all about the, on the last reading, 127 storefronts have been bought over. Um, wow. So 
they're, it's going to change the, the, the city's aware of it and uh, there's a lot of people starting to move in now because essentially everywhere around 6th Street there's development there's hotels big like the tech the tech scene there's going going ballistic and and you know 6th Street wasn't always like that I remember it in the in the 80s 6th Street was uh, much less trashy it was yeah. more funky yeah. And, and you know, it wasn't just like huge ass beers and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it, it really it really sank in the 90s. They they stopped paying attention and and it didn't cope with Austin becoming a tourist place. And yeah. it just went for the least common denominator and all the independently owned like places with with character just disappeared. So, yeah, uh, it'd be nice if they could bring it back. I'm excited about. It. I think Austin as a city is extremely vibrant and dynamic, and absolutely, and we're we're very excited to to be there. But it, so being on six on the combined with all of that other movement around us was sort of similar to what we did with Dead Rabbit here on Water Street because the area yeah. that we opened that like Dave was here before it was it was tumbleweed. You know, there was nobody, there was there. nobody here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, that that doesn't frighten me. I will uh, stand up for my uh, favorite uh, Easy Tiger, which is that like. Uh, bakery <laughs> and bar at the end of uh sixth street which is a little bit yeah. different i mean i you know what a what a great idea to like have beers come upstairs and then like be able to buy a delicious sandwich to eat on your way yeah. <laughs> but yeah i, I it, it has changed quite a bit i mean i did uh, you know, a couple of three south by southwest in a row and even in that time by then the new fairmont hotel had opened right there yeah. then rainy and i mean i think just your whole, you know, the emphasis on, you know, Irish music and modern Irish yeah. music will go a long way in that city. That's fantastic. It's actually the first event that we're doing in the space, even though we're not ready, is we're launching what they call the Irish Breakfast on mm. St. Patrick's Day. And that the South by Southwest has launched a lot of careers of of prominent musicians in Ireland right now, like Sahosier and Dermot Kennedy and, and, and that all. So we're actually hosting all of the artists that the consulate is bringing over, the Department of Music in Ireland are bringing over and, and we're hosting them in the bar before we open because the bar is obviously not going to be ready in June, but we're we're very excited. Like I, I view Ireland, I view us as, as ambassadors for, for, for Ireland and as, and as ambassadors yeah. of the, the concept of the Irish pub and, and to see where we can we can sort of bring that, you know. Um, yeah. So it's we're, we, we can't wait to get Austin going. I'm, I look forward to having a place I can I, I can nip in when I'm there yeah. that, 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 I, that I that I can know and trust. Although there are some great bars there, oh, to, to, to be bars, honest, yeah. including yeah. one of my favorite dives in the world, the cloakroom across the street yeah. from the Capitol. Yeah, where you oh, go yeah. downstairs and uh, you're in the basement. That's a great bar. Amazing. But, uh, but you know, it's especially around Sixth Street. It got yeah. it got pretty thin. Well, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, we'll see you. Uh... One of the dead rabbits uh, in the near future. Well, hopefully they're coming for the 10th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming for that. Yeah, we're doing 10, 10, 10 days of programming. So uh, we're bringing over five musicians, two comedians. We're doing Guinness sessions. Uh, a guy called Story, or has a company called Stories and Sips is doing an event on super high-end Irish whiskey and master distillers are coming over. Dale and I are on the hook for something at this as part of this. So uh... Yeah, Irish coffees. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell. I'm gonna. I'll tell the history. Dale will do all the work. <laughs> the way I like it. I always like to put my elders to work uh, in my place. <laughs> I mean, it is a once in a lifetime uh, 
I think, opportunity to get a uh, Irish coffee from Dale DeGroff himself, which is uh, always is, uh, delightful. I mean, a wonderful experience that all three of us have uh, fortunately been able to have before. But if anybody hasn't, they should definitely check out the rabbit schedule um, for uh, the big 10th anniversary. Well, well, congratulations on a decade. We're looking forward to the, to the next decade of, uh, of the dead rabbit. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to the dead rabbit Brooklyn, where you re reestablish the Irish pub in Brooklyn on the corner of my house. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm in. Come in. It's coming next. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fix Me a Drink. Dave and I encourage you to always drink responsibly. Cheers.